after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials, television commercials. We talk about the best ones, we talk about the worst ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. We'll pawn or buy your car, your jewelry, your guns, just about anything about you. Remember here at Pawn Max, we'll pawn from steamboats to billy goats, and we got the cash. Yeah, I, I didn't catch most of that either. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with uh, Genevieve Paz. Hey, Genevieve. That was spoken in real American, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who he's voting for. How are you doing? <laughs> let's, let's not, let's not South shame. How am I already no just south, like, I'm from the South. No South shame. I know. And also, like, how am I getting into politics already? I'm, I'm the one who said, like, we got we to gotta stop uh, using I've this. Kinda, as a, I kind of set you up. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, what's going on? You did. You produced today's show. What's the plan today? Well, I got thinking about um, commercials that use that that give you ideas for how to use their products, especially commercials that emphasize a way of using their product that you might not have thought of before. Um, it was actually, I'll, I think, our first example is this Hellman's mayonnaise commercial, uh, and it really struck me as a creative way of um, advertising the product and how you might use the product. Uh, in ways that you that you don't normally use it, so you you know you they they sell more mayonnaise. You get to use the mayonnaise in an interesting way, um, and it kind of got me thinking about all kinds of commercials where uh, the product is displayed or used in a way that is uh, contraindicated. Contraindicated. Yes. You know, save that smart talk for the grapes of rad. Well, I, okay. didn't, I didn't watch nine years of ER for nothing. <laughs> I have not seen this Hellman's commercial, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, what nothing j- about it would appeal to you as a food substance because <laughs> yeah. you don't care for cheese or mayonnaise. Okay, should you describe this or should I just hit play on it? I can't remember now if there's an if there's audio, but essentially it it's it's uh, it's kind of like the videos that you probably see on your Facebook feed all the time. Um, and that actually was another thing that had me thinking about this, uh, like little recipe videos where with a stop motion quick one or two minute stop motion video uh, they show you how to make a recipe. I love those. Yeah, they're Don't inspiring. they just make you want to like jump in the kitchen? Totally. I love Th- That's it. one of the coolest things about, you know, Facebook and whatever. I don't have to get on a Facebook rant, but like <laughs> I think all of us, all of us who use Facebook regularly, there are days when you're just like, God, I love this. Like, what kind of a world do we live in where we get to just share stuff like this? Then, of course, there are the days when you're just like, Facebook is awful. The world is awful. Yeah. Ah, but uh, that's one of those that I'm just like, wow, that... You wouldn't have been able to describe this phenomenon of those quick little videos, um, you know, t- even 10 years ago. Exactly. These little cute tutorials. And they're so that they've got the production down to a T. This is very much like that. It's an it's a quick stop motion uh, video of how to make a golden perfection grilled cheese sandwich, uh, advertising that you can use Hellman's mayonnaise on the outside of the bread instead of what you would where you would normally use butter uh, to to kind of brown golden brown the outsides of the grilled cheese sandwich. And if you are like me, uh, a lover of grilled cheese sandwiches, it's pretty appealing. All right, let me hit play on this. I don't know if there's any voiceover or not. The videos online usually do not voiceover. Yeah, so this is just like, yeah, this is exactly like one of those uh, online videos. All music just shows you all the ingredients in a kind of a straight down ang- camera angle. And uh, it just makes cooking anything seem super simple. But that sounds, 
Yeah, well, whatever. I guess I'm the wrong person to, to talk to because I, w- I wouldn't eat any kind of a grilled cheese sandwich. But, yeah, they just squeeze. Something about squeezing it on also. I know that must be handy, but squeezing mayonnaise on the outside of a sandwich well, just they, seems they so nasty Well, they make the point that mayonnaise spreads more easily than, than cold butter uh, on the outside of bread, which is true. Sometimes you can tear true. up your grilled cheese sandwich with the cold butter. Uh, I'm all about squeezing uh, any kind of liquidy food stuffs because oh. I now I get now they make uh, squeezable sour cream and it's opened that a whole new world so for me. Nasty to me. Can I? By the way, though, can I just quote you and tweet out? I'm all about squeezing. Is that what your quote was? <laughs> I think that was. If you just, I think that it. was that was legitimately taken out of context because I hadn't even <laughs> finished my sentence yet. <laughs> Genevieve, did you say those words? <laughs> um, when we were talking about this, it was, I was having a little bit of a... Um, I'm all about squeezing the life out of kittens. <laughs> I, uh, I was having a, a hard time kind of coming up with other um, examples, but there was one that I just thought of a moment ago. There, I swear there used to be a commercial growing up for... A, a toilet paper where there was a little boy. I think it was a boy, and he was uh, getting in trouble doing something, and he knew he was going to get a spanking, and so he took a bunch of I'm going to say Charmin or whatever it was, and he he wrapped a whole bunch of it up and put it down the back of his pants in preparation of a spanking. I just did uh, tons of googling on this, and you know, like whatever. I spent five ten minutes like. I only found it's a lifetime w- in Googling. Yeah, <laughs> you get it. Um, I only saw one actual reference to it, and it was somebody on like Yahoo Answers writing, like, can somebody remind me of what product this was for, what brand this was for, where they said it was a little girl who did this, and like the only answer, or the, the answer that was bo- uh, voted best answer said something like, here's a link, and it was to like, you're a sinner repent.com. That was like it. Like there was just one joke answer and nobody was like, Oh yeah, I remember that ad, but I swear that was a real thing. It sounds plausible. I don't have a myself, a vivid memory of that commercial. I wonder if spanking has fallen far enough out of vogue that, uh, a brand like Charmin or quilted Northern would want to distance themselves from just that image. I guess, but most of these retro ads, here's the one thing. A lot of these retro ads, it's hard to find the individual ones. People have taken like their VHS tapes from, let's just say, 1986, and they've taken all of the commercial breaks and put them into a montage, and usually you can find like an hour's worth of random 80s commercials, and maybe somewhere in those montages there is this commercial I'm talking about, but I couldn't find the individual one. Well, if somebody finds that spanking needle in a haystack, yes, which by the way, that was one of the sites I ended up on. Spanking needle in a haystack. I have a feeling that you're going to need to clear your. I did. uh, I found so I I looked up northern uh, quilted. I started typing in the different brands, so I typed in quilted northern spanking commercial, and then I wasn't looking very carefully. I clicked on one that was for northern spanking. Spanking videos. I shit you not. And I was like, oh, that's not what I'm looking for. But I did bookmark it for later. Um, well, anyway, there, you found he, a similar one, yes, though, right? Yes, and this one I actually remember very, very vividly from my childhood. Um, this is for Quilted Northern. And it's very, it's kind of the similar – it's a similar uh, you know, message or approach. 
there's a little girl. Uh, she's playing uh, rough and tumble tackle football with a bunch of with a bunch of neighborhood kids. Uh, and I love, by the way, that this came out and it must have been the 80s. And I love that it, they have the, the protagonist uh, as a, a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like, I mean, not to uh, split hairs, but it looks like kind of early 80s, too. Like some of that yeah. stuff that's the 80s was practically the 90s. This looks like like almost the 70s. Exactly. <laughs> right? No, it's, it is early. And so uh, the little girl, she's, she keeps kind of getting tackled. She has a brainstorm, runs inside does exactly what you described, folds up a bunch of quilted northern and then emerges from the house all in her pads, but they're all padded out and fluffed out with uh, toilet paper. And it's, you know, I mean, obviously this was a different time. Um, Now I feel like, I think we probably talked about this before. I feel like uh, toilet paper commercials have gone so far in the direction of like it's for poop. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, but back then they had to really kind of dance around. And it. I like, and this was a very clever way of doing that. Yeah. I wish they would still do that because I mean, all right, listen, what do we want of our toilet paper? It's pretty simple. Like it's gonna, it's it should be soft, right? Yeah. Like and uh, other like things as well, but mostly soft. Like you can get that point across without like being super gross about it. Yeah. Now this one, I mean, unlike the mayonnaise one, which is a more modern take. I don't think they're trying to literally suggest that this is how their product should be used. Right. But they're making a, a sort of more metaphorical right. point about it. But I just liked it because it was another one of those, like, how can we show the value of our product without showing the conventional use of our product? Do you think it's notable that I find a mayonnaise ad from 2016 more gross than a toilet paper ad from 1985? Well, we noted it, so I guess it's notable. <laughs> should I? Hit, I'll hit play on this. I don't know if they... So she's playing football. Yeah, I don't think there's a ton of audio. Oh, she's rubbing her butt. When you're looking for something that's extra soft, reach for Quilted Northern. Northern is quilted so you can see how soft it is. But mostly, you can feel it. She really jacked herself up with this toilet. Yeah, she's hulked to the max. Quilted for a softness you can see and feel. Yeah, you're and also, not to make a huge deal of it, but I do like the fact that it's a little girl. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. And that's why um, I think, it, I'll bet you a million bucks, the, the spanking one I'm thinking of must have also been a quilted northern commercial. Right, it would make sense that that was kind of their campaign approach. Yeah, I'm now I'm interested in this other. Now, th- I'm sorry, I'm a little burned out at the end of a long day. Now I'm just clicking on other ads that uh, YouTube is suggesting. I'm watching another quilted northern one. Oh, yes, this, but this fits the theme. I thought it might. In this version, there's a bunch of kids, they get out of school for the day. And then they get on their school bus, but they live out in the country. So the little girls are just bouncing up and down and up and down and up and down on the on the bus, hurting their butts. So the one girl goes She's essentially being spanked by the bus. So dot com. Dot com. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that. Actually, I'm glad we. I'm glad I found this. But I could honestly. I'm still like trying to chase that uh, quilted northern uh, spanking dragon dot net. <laughs> um, but I, I will give. I will give up the ghost on that one. Um, but if anybody has a link to it, uh, send it our way. After these messages, show at gmail.com. You want to move away from toilet paper for a bit? Yeah. Let's go talk about duct tape. Oh, that seemed. See. You had mentioned that when we were planning the show that it seems like duct tape would do this. Like, hey, uh, you could do this with your product, but you might not want to. But I couldn't think of any specific examples. Well, this is a nice one. Um, I like it because it's much more in the vein of that mayonnaise one where 
um, there's a there's a theory. I may have even talked about it before in this show. It's like the one Harvard Business Journal article that I read, so I just try to reference it <laughs> as often as possible. But there's this theory in business or marketing called the blue ocean theory, where uh, you try to create like a whole audience for your product that has never existed before, rather than just try to get more and more market share of the existing. Uh, mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. like uh, uh, that's like fast food restaurants bringing breakfast on. Board, yeah, right? good example, right? Uh, uh, the the one that's often cited and I think is cited in the article is Cirque du Soleil. There was this whole audience, like basically like uh, you know elites and uh, high toned people weren't going to see the Barnum and Bailey kind of circuses. But if you create circus that's more like art, you can have you know like you can't really sell Barnum and Bailey in Vegas, but you can have uh, you know the Cirque du Soleil in Vegas. Right, you can have yeah. this like very high price tickets. So anyway, that's kind of an example. I like this this article. I'm sorry, I like this commercial for uh, Duck brand duct tape uh, because it's kind of doing the same thing. Uh, you've probably seen, if you've been to a hardware store lately, uh, that duct tape now comes in all kinds of colors and textures, and you can use it for all kinds of things. So they show this like really beautiful, and I, I doubt that there's a lot of audio, but they show this really beautiful, um, all these beautiful ways uh, and interesting artistic ways that people use these different colored duct tapes uh, oh. to like make prom dresses and decorations. Uh, and I just think it's visually really exciting and interesting and is... I think there's almost nothing uh, I think there may be none to few <laughs> examples of the tape in this being used to actually adhere things. I'm going to hit play on this. I have not seen it yet. I don't know. Is there a voiceover? Sticky is only half the story. Be duckstinctive. So you've got people making like team decorations, locker decorations. It's really good. Decorate. Decorate. Fixing old chairs, making fake flower arrangements. Duckalicious. Oh yeah, I've seen duct tape wallets. Right. That guy was using a duct tape wallet, notebook duck covers. <laughs> now that is illegal, isn't it? They just showed a banged up car that had duct tape where the window should have been. I don't think that's illegal. But instead of having a a tail light, they just had red duct tape over it. Can you do that? Is that? I don't know. Wait, you didn't do the research on that? <laughs> you should have known I would be asking that question. I like this because um, you're right. I don't think this is – I don't think this is like the, the toilet paper one where it's like, ah, we know you're not really going to be using this for your football padding. But in this one, I think they're – yeah, they want you to use their duct tape for decorating. <laughs> Absolutely, for art projects yeah. and decorations and to get creative. Uh, and, and you can tell like they, they now sell duct tape with not just colors but flowered mm-hmm. – like all kinds of patterns – uh, and I think that's really interesting. I, I applaud their uh, product innovation design team or whatever, whoever came up with this idea that um, you can think about duct tape as, as something more than a utilitarian product. Um, a couple of things and If you've here. ever been to a punk rock crafts fair, I assure you, you will see a lot of duct tape products. We have been to one of those. What happened to our little magnets that we got there? Well, probably lost, lost them in a movie. Lost it in the movie. They were in the box. We had <laughs> the one, box. There was one box that went missing when we moved from Seattle to L.A. And uh, it, it was, so far as we can tell, everything we owned was in it. Because whenever and, we're, we, we're looking for anything, we're like, it must have been in that box. It was in that box. <laughs> By the way, uh, two things that I want to note about this. This was a really effective ad on me. I'd never seen it before. I just saw it for the first time. It made me – it gave me like – 
I'm not saying that I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of duct tape right now, but I will remember this. And it did kind of make me want to go do something. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, that makes me want to do a craft like that, too. Secondly, I don't know how on board I am with the, would you call it punnery? Are these puns? It says, even in the description here, it says, be duckstinctive and duckerate for any duckcation. Yeah, I mean, I feel like calling these puns is uh, a bit generous. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't love the wordplay. It's fairly weak, but what are you gonna do? Okay, I just wanted to know if we're on the same page on that, or if you found it, uh, if you found it it's not clever. A deal breaker. Let's go back to um, the other kind of ads here for a second, where they show you other uses for a product that you probably are not going to use your product for. But kind of like the toilet paper ad, it's showing you how the product is so effective at the thing it's supposed to do by showing you a counterexample of a thing it shouldn't even necessarily be able to do. And the one I was thinking of, and it looks like we have it here, is the Ginsu knife ad. Uh, I remember growing up. No, Jinsu? I think it's Ginsu. Oh, well, you were shaking your head. Oh, no, I was shaking my head in, in, in commiseration. Oh. <laughs> Shake your head in solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> I want to write, write a song. Um, yeah, growing up, like these things seemed omnipresent, that people were always cutting tin cans in half. And not to be funny or clever or make my parents laugh, I think I was really confused about these ads as a little kid. Like, why are they cutting that can in half? Really? I really do think so. I mean, I could be wrong, but I remember them making me feel a little anxious. Well, you probably again. didn't, as a kid, have an appreciation, as I certainly do now, for a sharp knife, <laughs> yeah. a sharp kitchen knife. And uh, you and I are constantly lamenting how our, our the knives we use frequently go dull. Yeah. And trying to cut a tomato is actually kind of tricky with a dull knife. Um, and so I think, as an adult, I have an appreciation for, oh, yeah, this knife is so sharp or so un- undullable that if you you cut some metal with it, it can still slice cleanly right. into a tomato. I mean, now and I'm, I'm sure like, it lives up to oh, those claims yeah. too. Show me the tomato again. <laughs> Dot biz. <laughs> so many new ideas <laughs> for websites. All right, let's go down memory lane here. This is it. Says the original in Japan Ginsu two knife. Oh, can you roll it back? Because I like the beginning. I like the, oh, okay. the opening. This part that he's talking that I'm talking over yeah, here. Yeah, they they what the, what you're seeing is like a block of wood and then a karate guy's foot kicking through it. Oh yeah. In Japan, the foot can split wood, but it can't split a watermelon. This is Ginsu 2, a complete set of knives like this Ginsu chef's knife. It'll cut through a branch and still remain oh, razor yeah, sharp. Oh, yeah, the branches, look, too. The dual edge is like two knives in one. But wait, you also get this matching Ginsu cleaver. It can split but a lot. wait. Yet handle your most delicate chopping. It's even designed to be a meat tenderizer. How's that for a clever cleaver? Well, we'll even give you this fantastic Ginsu slicing knife. The more you use it, the better it cuts. How's that for sharp? What are three like Ginsu knives like this worth? Don't answer, because you also get a pair of paring knives. It's also and classic a fruit infomercial. And yeah, I mean, really setting the, and sta- setting the standard, I would like say. This. Plus a utility knife that cuts tile, eggs, or pizza. 
Bob, hold on. You even get six world-famous Ginsu steak knives. There's Not a can. Can. Beer can. can. Dollar Ginsu. You get 13 fantastic Ginsus, plus our world-famous 50-year guarantee. You know what I like about this the ad? amazing okay. low price of I was going to pause it, but it's basically um, only $19.99. Um, I wish we could go back in time and get that deal. Uh, first of all, I'm sure they're total crap. Second of all, that $19.99, isn't that one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, you're actually joining a club to buy these knives and it's $19.99 a month for like... It, you know what? Don't harsh my mouth. <laughs> Do you think Ginsu... I thought Ginsu was like... Is, is Ginsu a total racket? I just assumed based on these commercials growing up that it was just like that it could not live up to these claims. I don't know. Does anyone, if anyone in the ad council has a Ginsu knife or grew up having them, tell us if they're any good. Here's what I like about this ad. I um, sometimes see modern day versions of this kind of ad, not always for knives. The one I'm thinking of specifically is for some sort of a non-stick pan like a super super duper nonstick pan that's almost looks copper mm-hmm. I, uh, it's probably that copper the the one that's like the there it's i think it advertises itself as being copper the reason why i um i don't know anything about it other than the visuals is because it's usually on like they must have just hour-long infomercials or something and i'll be at the gym and just last time i was there like I was on the treadmill for an hour, not to brag. Yeah, I went a whole two miles. Um, I, uh, I, I, a TV all the way across the gym was playing that for the whole time I was on the treadmill. And, um, you know, they were showing all the souffles and the eggs and everything you could do with it. But here's the difference. I was kind of staring at that TV without really thinking about it for most of the time. And all of a sudden I had a realization, oh, this isn't. They're not advertising food. They're advertising this pan. Like I, or I thought it was a cooking show or something like that because all the food looked really good. And again, I wasn't really thinking about it. It was just like kind of going into my, into my brain. And at one point, I'm like, oh, this is, this is a commercial. This isn't a food cooking show. In this Ginsu knife ad, all of that food – with the possible exception of the carrots, looks so jacked. Like, even the piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'll eat any pizza. Even that piece of pizza they cut just looks like a limp, well, like, three-day-old piece of they pizza. They show it immediately after they show the knife, ostensibly the same knife, cutting um, kitchen tile or kitchen linoleum. Uh, so it's just not a good juxtaposition. Um, I think the pan you're talking about may be the pan where they... Is there a pan where they show it, like... I know they do one where they bubble, they like let cheese kind of melt in the oh, pan yeah, and yeah. Like burn onto yes. the pan, but then it like slides right off. Right. Is there one where they actually melt plastic or some non-food item onto a pan? Because this is Maybe. a tried and true st- tactic of all infomercials, right? I mean, we've talked about infomercials before. We've talked about like the kinds of infomercials that target suburban, you know, moms and dads. The one like where they where they spray the stuff on the bottom of the boat. Oh um, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. that's not. That is that is not using as directed, right? Like they're, right. they're not you're not really supposed to buy that shit for like your boat that you mm-hmm. put a screen door in the bottom of for some unknown reason. Right. But it's trying to make a point, right? So I think like this this idea of like I mean I think slap chop, you know, they they try to they put these products to their most extreme tests in order to demonstrate their ability to do the mundane. Kind of like the, the and I, I wish I could have found these, but they they used to have a, a vacuum cleaner commercial, and I could not find it for the life of me. And I did five to ten minutes of googling. Um, <laughs> by the way, that's the equivalent of like twenty minutes of binging. Oh, I understand. By the way, <laughs> oh come on, that's punching down. <laughs> um, the uh, there was there used to be an ad, and if anybody out there uh, in ad council land knows which one I'm talking about, send it to me. It was for a vacuum, and it was. It was sort of pre-Dyson era vacuum where it was like everything's, you know, 
with Dyson, we have, you know, a new technology that's never been used for vacuuming before. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, this was more like, hey, this vacuum's super strong. And to show you it's super strong, look, it picks up, uh, you know, cereal. Oh, look, it right. picks up raisins. Oh, it picks up marbles. Oh, it picks up, uh, I remember it picked up like... Uh, like nuts, you know, like uh, like yeah, metal. Yeah, this is ringing a bell. Metal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, nuts that you nuts screw and bolts, on. Yeah. Nuts and bolts. Uh, and then I think finally the end, the big, uh, the, the 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 big uh, finale. The, I, yes, I know was this. A bowling yeah, ball. yeah. Hold a bowling ball. So that to me is a good example of this. Like, look how strong our product is. If it can do this like crazy amount of uh, work, it will easily be able to handle the you know the day to day work. Yeah, I it, boy, it's funny. I, that and that seems iconic to me. Like I know that ad you're talking about too. And same with the spanker. Right, I'm it was like the little it was those. the hose, and they showed it like yeah. going along the floor, like sucking. Yes, nuts I can and picture bolts. it. When you mentioned the cereal too, I could. Um, also, I don't have it here because I, I don't think there's great audio, but people of our generation and a bit older will. I don't know if this fits into your definition. Of, uh, of what is it? What are you calling this? Misused as directed? Oh, uh, used as misdirected. Used as misdirected. But uh, what was the super glue ad? How does that yes. guy end up hanging from his from his one. hard hat? Yeah. Oh, and we. You know, what? we were going to look for the poly. God, we did a terrible job producing this. <laughs> one. Um, there was a Polydent commercial, right? Uh, yes. You want to see if you can find that? Yeah. Polydent is that stuff that uh, was you. I don't. You never see this anymore. Even and we watch a lot of old person. Yeah, TV. we see a lot of catheter dentures commercials. Must, we do. So dentures must be. I don't know, doing something different these days or not not that usable. But you used to see this Polydent commercial for this denture glue that would glue your dentures into your mouth. <laughs> and they showed it doing some amazing strength test, mm-hmm. like the, you know, could that could hold the some hold some crazy amount of strength together. Yeah, I'm looking for it here. Uh it's not I'm finding some um so, some Polydent commercials, but I'm not is finding Polydent a denture cleaner or a denture glue. Oh, maybe that is hold on a second here. This is where you guys uh get to enjoy us Googling just on the fly. I'm not I'm anyway, not finding let's, it. Let's yeah. not go down the rabbit hole, but there was a there was it Efferdent? Um anyway, there was some there was some denture uh glue or adhesive that was shown to be stronger than you would ever need. It yes, to be. and they I remember they ran them through um a whole bunch of uh like you say a whole bunch of different um uh, uh, tasks and using it like an, another kind of glue. I don't know if this is going to be it or not, but let's just listen to it. It looks good. Dentures professionally clean. But how can I keep them looking? Uh, this no, way? this is another cl- this. another professional strength effort. In. Yeah, and no, I don't remember what the denture glue was called. Formula. There, you know, there's a mattress ad that that I uh, used to be on all the time, where uh, it's supposed to have like these very uh, distinctive coils that uh, prevent your partner moving around from disturbing you. Mm. And the way they would demonstrate that was they would uh, they right. would they had like a like a set of bowling pins set up on one side of the yes. bed and then they would drop a bowling ball on the other side uh, and it would, uh, you know, theoretically the bowling pins would stay upright. For some reason on um, TBTL a while back, we went on a real uh, waterbed jag and I was just watching. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. Dot net. How many times can I get away with that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, we we were somehow going down memory lane talking about waterbeds, and then I, I for a newsletter or something, I wanted to find a bunch of old waterbed commercials, and that was a theme in some of these waterbed commercials where they would drop a bowling ball, obviously, but then they kept on um, not within the commercial, but in the campaigns, they got more and more ridiculous. And there's one with like 
the flying Willendas or some acrobatic team or something jumping up and down on this bed or whatever without really disrupting everything else. Get back which, to me when somebody with, uh, you know, soccer cleats walks on one. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about this Lipton soup ad? This looks like a classic, too. Yeah, I love this because it's sort of the um, it's sort of the harbinger of the mayonnaise ad that we started the the podcast with. Um, this is an uh, and I remember these vaguely. Lipton soup uh, is this soup mix that was created and is sold primarily as a soup that you pour into hot water and it's like a broth, right? It's like a yeah, salty yeah. broth. But Blue Ocean again, they thought, well, what else could we make that would, what else could we use this product for that people would buy it and then and use it as an ingredient? So they started advertising it as an ingredient in other recipes. And this ad is um, set in a high school home ec class where the home ec teacher is ex- instructing these teenagers in how to use uh, Lipton home soup to soup up the meat, or Lipton uh, onion soup to soup up meatloaf. Ooh, I think I like it already. Cooking class or auto mechanics? I can't make that. Sure you can. I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> You're souping it up with Lipton onion soup mix. So Wait, what is that? Oh, because you soup, you up, soup a up a car. Right. I get jokes. Lipton onion soup mix, so it tastes better. You just let Lipton special seasonings and toasted onion pieces soup it right up. The results? Delicious. Mm. Think I can make this at home? Sure. And you don't need a driver's license. <laughs> God, that Boy. driver's license joke just—they beat the hell yeah, out of it. Yeah, you know, I one thing that does drive me crazy when people are trying to be funny is when they have one joke that's successful, <laughs> <laughs> but then they just keep repeating it in different variations over and over and over again until people are really sick of it. This reminds me—I I was going to do a—I was going to again Google on the fly, but that's probably not the best radio. But um, this reminds me of when I. Uh, moved into my very first apartment, not not the little hole that I lived in in college, which was like a studio. I could tell you some stories about my uh, culinary experience in that place, but um, <laughs> the, the apartment of a single fork. <laughs> yes, and also, do you remember I told you I used to? I learned that I actually could boil noodles in my mini microwave, but I needed a colander, so I heated up the only fork that I owned, and uh, then took like one of those cheap Gladware things and just poked a bunch of holes in the in the bottom of the plastic of this thing and made a. <laughs> Basically, I, I think I was making prisine. <laughs> TM Sean, right. um, But anyway, I remember when I moved into my first proper apartment in um, New Hampshire, and I was just tr- trying some very basic cooking for the first time. I cooked eggs on a stove for the very first time, and I remember thinking, I want to make some sort of meat. I can't remember what it was, and I, had, I think I even called your mom. I said, think you did. Do you have any recommendations of how to marinate some or marinate something? And I think she just like oh, told me just like That's unfortunate because my mom has only heard of one marinade. Yeah, and it's a salad dressing, it's right? It's called Italian dressing. <laughs> yes, I think that's what she did. That's what it was. It was chicken. I'm sure they were chicken breasts. And so your mom said, Yeah, put some uh, some Italian dressing on that, which I'm sure I did, and I'm sure it was good. If there was a I guess my whole point of that story is <laughs> If somebody had made a commercial of my first kitchen experience, it would be relevant to this podcast. That's right. Good story. All right. What else do we have? This one I love. It's kind of in the vein um, of the mayonnaise commercial, of the Lipton's onion soup commercial. Uh, it's a fairly modern, fairly fairly recent commercial for Eggo Waffle, and it's called Toppings. Um, 
I suspect that it is, it's shot almost exactly the same way the mayonnaise commercial is. It's a, an overhead shot of a waffle on a plate. And all you're seeing is all the different ways that people can uh, dress up their waffle with toppings and making like cute designs. And, oh, you know, like do a design with fruit, play tic-tac-toe, use Nutella, uh, paint up peanut butter, all these different ways that you can kind of dress up a waffle. Uh, oh, there's actual voiceover on this one. Oh, no, it's just a song with lyrics. Part of a complete and delicious breakfast. You can create a million different ways to waffle. How do you eat your Ego home style waffle? Yeah. And it's it's visually very appealing. It's done in exactly that same style. So there these these commercials are really borrowing heavily from yeah. Uh, or you know, I don't, and it's probably a little bit of cross pollination with these kinds of recipe videos that you see. Um, but it's I love it because it's visually appealing, and it does make me rethink. I would I we haven't bought, uh, you know, uh, toaster waffles. Yeah, I think waffles. in any like ever since we've been you together. and I have not. Yeah, it's no. like never been a part of our 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 grocery shopping. Um, but. I'm not saying I would necessarily run out. Same like same with you with the duct tape. I'm not saying I would necessarily run out and buy Eggo waffles, but it makes me have a slightly different feeling or thinking about them as a more, I would say, slightly more upscale product, um, as a more healthy product because it's a lot of fruit and things, and also just like a more interesting product. Like the idea of like, you know, going to town on some frozen waffles doesn't appeal to me, but some of those little recipes yeah. that they show were kind of tasty looking. And the one that I think fits our theme the most is when they um, they even say it in the song, like make it a snack. And you see that instead of like sitting down to breakfast and eating this, it's like throw some peanut butter and something else on it, fold it over, cut it in half. Yeah. And then you have these two little handheld snacks that you could like eat while you're driving or something like that. That reminds me of something I heard once that was interesting. I was, part, it was on some marketing uh, seminar or you know, professional development thing I was part of. Uh, and somebody said, do you know who Campbell's soup thinks of as their comp as their, one of their major competitors in the marketplace? And everyone was guessing like Progresso, mm -hmm. you know, other soup companies. Wait, basically. let me think, let me think. So I know it's not a soup company. It's not a soup company. So what is Campbell's, um, what is their major, what is it? Well, I'm trying to think of it. If it's old school, I'm sorry if this is annoying to people who are listening, but, um, that just goes for all shows, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, we were talking that Campbell's is going from... That's our standard caveat. <laughs> for, uh, um, they've been doing a more modern thing where they're trying to break into the more kind of mobile food market, for lack of a better word. That's not what I mean. But, like, by having to-go cups right. and, like, creating soup containers that you can put in the uh, cup holder of your car. Is that what you're kind of thinking? Well, you're sort of in the right area. And it was it's because they were thinking about how people consume soup. And mm -hmm. when... And this was a little bit, I think, prior to these, like, soup-to-go stuff. Okay, this was more just, okay. like, I don't know, it was, like, five, ten years ago. Um they were they think about when do you make a can when do you make a can of soup it's because and i i mean i'm the exact audience they're talking about do you know when i make a can of soup when you're sick well when i'm sick but more likely when i'm when it's late it's nine o'clock i haven't bothered to make myself a healthy dinner mm. yet and i'm going through the cupboards and i'm just looking for something to eat yes and what do i have in my cupboards i have that's quick yeah. it doesn't require me to like do a lot of prep i've got soup got breakfast cereal. 
Oh, wow. Breakfast cereal is like they think of breakfast cereals as a major competitor because what could be easier than throwing a can of soup and water in a pan in a pot? Mm -hmm. The only thing that's easier than that is throwing a a handful of cereal and some milk in a bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you said pot, though, because even um, for me, I think of... If I'm going to do that, it's late at night. I'm grabbing. I'm not even putting it in a pot. I am putting the soup directly in the bowl and microwaving it. Right. I never usually cook it on the so, stove. So yeah, so they're thinking about it in terms of that's interesting. Not, not what is the, the the food or the product that is the most like theirs, but what is the use case that is most like theirs. And so I think use case is really an interesting mm. way of looking at your product, and that's what I think a lot of these have in common. Well, let me ask you. Let's wrap this up with a, a question I have for you. I remember when we were talking um, about uh, booze, uh, the booze commercials um, on this show, like a long time ago now with our good friend and now uh famous podcaster ben oh, that's Harrison. right Let's... his his podcast the greatest generation which is about uh star trek the next generation was featured in slate this week no kidding yeah they're on the maximum fun network i highly recommend that people check it out it's hilarious but also i hate you ben also, we hate you. <laughs> Actually, speaking of uh, our, our, nem- our suddenly new, apparently, nemesis, Ben, uh, he's going to be on the show again in a few weeks. We don't have an actual date for it, but we have an idea, and we're tossing around ideas, and yeah. when we have enough of them, we're going to get him back on the line. I love that man. Um, even more so now that he's famous. Yeah, I know. It's, it's funny weird. How that, it's funny it's how kind of works funny that how way. that works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what can you do for me? Um, no, I, this may be, I, again, this may be off topic, but when we did have Ben on the show, when we were talking about the booze commercials, you had mentioned, and I'm probably going to pronounce Pronounce it wrong, Di Serrano or yeah, something like that. It was like Di Serrano was a, a liqueur, basically. And at that time, you were impressed with the ads didn't go for image so much or all the other marketing ploys that liquor usually uses. They didn't Instead, make anyone perform their masculinity. <laughs> right. It was just these 30-second instructional videos on different kinds of drinks you can make with Di Serrano. And then, you know... And they were barely different kinds of drinks. I mean, it was like Di Serrano and ginger ale. Right. One so measure of not- Di Serrano, one measure of ginger ale. But it was great because it made you suddenly like how many times have you been in a bar i this happened the other day we were at um hattie's and i they said what do you want and i actually did not want a vodka tonic but in the moment you freeze. i just couldn't think yeah. of anything that i wanted mm-hmm. although i think i honestly i don't know that i have it in me to be like do serono and ginger ale please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still i mean i could have and all i could think yeah. was like ah vodka tonic i guess yeah yeah now i don't know actually though i bring that up but now that i think about it that's not a commercial um tactic of use as misdirected if that's our if our, that's just kind of saying ways you can right that would be more like if di serono also was a paint thinner or something <laughs> like that you know what i mean did you know that lysol started out as a douche no yeah, really for women to clean out their lady bits and the, <laughs> the the ads are i was i was doing research for this show and i stumbled onto like weird products that you know you don't use the way they were originally created it was actually advertised and sold as a feminine hygiene douche and of course and the ads were like really explicit like basically like your husband doesn't like it down there take care of it ladies Whoa. yeah it was explicit and i mean for the time in what in what era again i you you can find a lot of print ads for it um probably pre-television uh and of course it led to like horrible burning injuries but oh my you know, god it was terrible well as long as long as the fellas were happier with down under that's what's important that's I'm, what's important i'm looking for a note that we got from listener uh rachel a while back uh she's in the medical field and she reminded us after our um after our show all about 
prescription drug advertising that oh my god which ed drug is it um Cialis? I, uh, what was the very first ed viagra. drug viagra i think viagra yes also can be used well it's as... a vasodilator it was created as a vasodilator i think so it's good for problems with blood pressure and blood, i forget okay. if it's supposed to make your blood pressure like if it's supposed to help with low blood pressure or high blood pressure but it has to do with uh, like blood like opening up uh, the channels that your blood goes through. That's right. I said channels that your blood goes through. <laughs> I did know what contraindicated meant earlier, but I don't know what uh, I'm not being much the of a channels help are. Because I'm trying on the through. tiny little Google chat screen I have here, I'm trying to uh, reread an email conversation I had a month ago with someone just tr- looking for what she said about Viagra. But, well, um, you know, uh, Botox was... In, was uh, uh, was created for some other reason besides like wrinkles. They, yeah. For years, people were getting it because they knew that it relaxed uh, or froze uh, something like, I guess, nerve muscles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, but it was only FDA approved for some other medical use. But people were getting it for this other use because apparently, I think if the FDA approves something, you can legally take it for something that it's not approved for, mm-hmm. but they just can't advertise it for that uh. reason or something. That I also reminds I'm me. I'm sure I completely bungled that description. We're getting pretty far from the point here, I think. But while we're talking about the prescription drugs, that it was during the show, I think that we discovered that Humira had commercials running both as a psoriasis drug and a right. colitis drug. And we didn't realize that until we sat down. We we're putting all our notes together. And we're like, wait, both those commercials were for the same drug, but for for very different uh, for very different things. Anyway, uh, that's all interesting. Thank you for uh, for putting that together. Oh, it was a pleasure. I, I learned a lot. You want to check in with the ad council? Let's do it. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right. What have the listeners been sending us? We got a we got a bunch of good messages this week. I want to start with uh, what I think is blowing the lid off of a big story. Uh, this is from. If this Le- has anything to do with Colonel Sanders. I'm literally getting up and leaving. <laughs> uh, we actually don't have any Colonel Sanders uh, that I'm going to go over, go through this week. Uh, the we'll we'll let that build up for a okay. few more weeks. Uh, this is from our listener Graham, who has some inside dope on the Jack Links ad campaign. If you'll recall, uh, we did not like the campaign very much. Where mess it's called messing with Sasquatch. It's been on for nine years, and. In these commercials, the uh, human eaters of Jack Link's beef jerky, bad men, <laughs> get get uh, get in, play mean pranks on a Sasquatch, and Sasquatch goes crazy and destroys things. Right, and we I said do we, not we, like those. We didn't think it was Thumbs a very down. good campaign. Don't understand what it has to do with beef jerky. Why I'd want to eat beef jerky. I also just don't like it on an immature level. I just always like, why are you being mean to the Sasquatch? Well, according to Graham. Uh, and again, I have no way of verifying this, uh, but we will play on substantial. I mean, we have ways of at least <laughs> cursory checking it out. Well, we, let, have, we simply me, do not have the let, technology. Let me, let me restate that. I, I, did, I did not bother to verify this. <laughs> All so right. if Graham is somehow punking us, sorry. Hey, you know what? Jack Links. That'll give us plenty to correct next yes. show. It's called... Jack Links. You know where to find us. Uh, after these messages show at Gmail. Um, he has some insights. He has the inside scoop on what the what the origin of that campaign is. So why don't you play his voicemail? Hey Andrew. Hey Genevieve. This is uh, Graham from Superior, Wisconsin. 
I just wanted to tell a little story quick about the Jack Links Company. They're actually based out of Minong, Wisconsin, just about 45 minutes south of where I live. And the Link family basically owns the whole town. They own the restaurants, the car dealerships, everything. Well, I dated a girl in college for a couple of years who had uh, come from Minong, actually. And she knew people in the Link family who she went to high school with. Apparently, that whole advertising campaign kind of started off with the fact that there was a Link brother who broke off from the family's jerky business and uh, started his own rival jerky company. And he was this big, tall guy who was nicknamed Sasquatch, and he was kind of the outcast of the family. So that whole ad campaign, according to her anyway, and I think I've heard this from other people too, but apparently they started this kind of as a jab at that brother, and I guess it was a successful ad campaign, so it's been on for like nine years later, but makes more sense to me maybe when you think why a Sasquatch would be at the wedding if you think that... You know, he's kind of like the older brother that nobody gets along with. So I thought that was kind of funny anyway. Anyway, you know, love the show. Keep it up, guys. That is super interesting. Is that not great? And um, I did the least amount of work you can possibly do. Well, I'll uh, tell you what the least amount is. <laughs> during the voicemail, I did a quick <laughs> uh, quick little Google on uh, Jack Link's feud, and there are plenty of headlines talking about... Um, well, uh, I guess this one is just talking about the family roots. But here's something from a law blog, Beef Jerky Verdict. Jack Link must pay son $5 million for ousting him. So at least there's uh, enough to verify that there is definitely some, so, some so family like turmoil. Jack and Troy Link filed a lawsuit in attempt an attempt to force their brother Jay... Jay Link, Jack J, Jack J and Troy Link. <laughs> God, we got to go on a pilgrimage to Minot. I know it sounds like a beef jerky wonderland. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Graham, thank you so much. That That's super that might be my favorite ad council submission to date that was fantastically interesting i've never heard that so that's great you know as we like to say it's not a contest but you're clearly winning <laughs> all right what else uh, this is from listener mike um, also responding to the the campaign show that we did um, mike says the first spot i saw for the johnsonville sausage campaign where the employees make the commercials was the camping scene and this is the one where um the mm. guy goes out and he says he talks to a bunch of animals and it's kind of cute he's that's the one i said sounded like Stephen avery from making a murderer yeah uh he said uh you know that he sits out there has a conversation with the animals about um the johnsonville, johnsonville brats uh, or the johnsonville sausages all and, the animals are asking questions about the sausages, and he's answering them. Right. And so um, uh, Mike says, I thought it was pretty funny, but there was also something strangely familiar about it. Later, I realized that the punchline is pretty much a direct ripoff of an old Yahoo Super Bowl ad. I want you to play the Super Bowl ad, which I also – I remember. As soon as I played it, I remembered it. I agree with you, Mike, that it's similar. I think that the punchline is actually – substantively different like that the humor hmm. of the punchline is different but i'll let uh andrew you and the ad council be the judge so just to re- recap the johnsonville one the la- the sort of final joke is after the animals ask him a bunch of questions about the sausage he says where did you learn to talk and the animals just say books which i kind oh, of right yeah which i thought was cute because it was almost it was almost like it was such an anti-climax yeah, yeah. and it was but it was sort of sweetly dopey uh-huh um, so then this is the Yahoo Super Bowl ad from a couple of years ago. By the way, this Yahoo ad, I don't know if I remember seeing this. I'll, I'll I'll tell you after I watch it here. But 
it's funny, this just came up in an article I was reading the other day because Yahoo uh, was just sold to Verizon, right. or Verizon bought Yahoo is a better way of putting that. And um, I was reading kind of a, just a story to put it all in the context, and they were just talking about when Yahoo was really flying high, first of all, they had the money to run a, a Super Bowl ad that probably cost more than the sale of the company. Uh, <laughs> Not quite, but um, uh, that was me saying that the article didn't say I don't know what the numbers for either are. But... Um, uh, but also just kind of mentioned that Yahoo really kind of embraced the weird early on. I yeah. don't know what year this is so, from. So but. what? You, it looks like it was from, well, it, it says it was updated on 20, 2006. I don't know if that's might have been pre that. Might have been pre that. But anyway, what you need to know about this is it's a tropical island, deserted island in the middle of crystal blue waters. Um, there's a man there by himself standing in the shallows. <laughs> a dolphin swims up. How'd you find this place? That's the dolphin talking. Yahoo. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. What? How did you learn how to talk? Yahoo. Yahoo! I do remember that. That's a great commercial. That is a great commercial i think it's a great commercial and i think it 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 makes a point about it makes a great pitch for yahoo as kind of like your information source um i think that the johnsonville brats is almost more whimsical and less directed as far as uh like having a a strategy or like a theme Mm -hmm. and it's really more reflective of like these sort of sweet somewhat naive unsophisticated workers and their vision of what a commercial look like but uh, Mike, I agree. It's very, it's in some ways reminiscent, and definitely, you know, it's got like the talking animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you. I th- I understand why it would remind you of it, and maybe this even subconsciously, or maybe not even subconsciously. I mean, you know, when you're when you're putting together, what do they call them, vision boards or whatever, <laughs> like when you're doing your creative brainstorming. I mean, maybe they were somewhat influenced, but by the very, I think you just said this, but by the very nature of the fact that one, the punchline of one goes directly back to the product is the difference maker yeah, there. I it's not so. just a, a joke. Uh, moving on, uh, this is from listener Emily. Uh, She says, I just finished listening to the ad campaigns episode, and I couldn't resist emailing in my own favorite campaign. It ended a few years ago, but I think it was pretty well known. It's the freecreditreport.com banned commercials. I always thought the songs in these ads were really funny and well-written. They tell a clear and clever story that relates to the product, and there's even callbacks to previous spots. And talk about a catchy song. Uh, she says this one is probably my favorite. I'm going to pause here, although I want you to play it, Mm -hmm. uh, because I I I thought this one might... um, might rile you up because I, if I recall correctly, these totally drove you nuts. Um, they did drive me nuts, and I'm googling away here because I want to do a plug for my other podcast, TBTL. We uh, we don't do tons of interviews on our show, but back about two, uh, almost exactly three years ago in July of 2013, we we're talking about these free credit report commercials and how irritating the song is and kind of how irritating, if you remember, there was the the lead singer who, I think he was a Canadian guy, and he became very famous. Well, Emily writes, uh, added this, uh, that there's a great marketplace money interview about the guy. I don't know if it's a with or about the oh, guy. Oh, yeah, I heard that because yeah, he's think, so famous. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, he plays the band's leader. His name is, his real name, I think, is Eric Violette. 
Uh, he's French Canadian and is a serious stage actor. And he has a real band that sings about the breakdown of spirituality in the modern age. So mm-hmm. it really running the yeah, gamut. That sounds there. great. Well, and I, I think it was <laughs> which would you rather listen to? <laughs> yeah, I have free credit report. Um, I think it was you, the the lead singer kind of drove you crazy a little bit because he would do this, like, at the end of the commercial, he, he always do this lip, lip bite. bite thing, and he was singing these annoying songs. But Luke and I were talking about that, and we were talking about the fact that even though the song, this music may be annoying, that's how it gets in your head. Just like mm-hmm. the... I you, can still remember the You song. mentioned Cars for Kids last week. I yeah. mean, that's annoying as hell, but it's a hugely successful campaign because, I mean, just based on the fact that it's still r- running and getting bigger and bigger venues... Uh, seeing it on TV now, a yeah. lot of pre-roll ads for it. Um, anyway, so we were just kind of talking about all that. So we ended – I think somebody wrote in and said, oh, I know the dude who um, just started that whole campaign. And if you guys want to listen to it, and maybe – can we add this link? Am I, am I cross-pollinating too sure. much here? No, no, that's add fine. Add this link. We interviewed not the not the singer who performs in the ads, but the guy whose idea it was who wrote the first ads. And it, it was episode number uh, 1,381. And again, we'll post a link to it of, of tbtl and the guy was great he totally changed my perspective of the whole thing because he was just such a sweetheart he was so game and hearing about the creative process as a matter of fact maybe sometime there's going to be a day what it shows as far as uh 39 40 we're on now we're in like 38 maybe, maybe 38 39, me. um and so far, we have never taken a week off, and I don't want to. But one of these days, we're going to be flying. There's going to be some reason we can't we can't do a podcast. I think that we should air this. It was a fascinating interview. And oh, I, I didn't comment. know that just airing other podcast content oh, no, was it's an fine. option. Yes, absolutely. Great. We can air Grapes of Rad. Okay. We can air TBTL. Sounds good. And any episode of the Jason Rance show that I filled in on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all fair game. Anyway, I'm sorry for all the bab- babbling, but I just got really excited. I forgot about this interview, and it was super interesting. So, Will you play the link yeah, that Emily shared let's with play us the so we actual, can just hear the song? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be self-explanatory. Thing. Well, I was shopping for a new car. Which one's me? A cool convertible or an SUV? Too bad I didn't know my credit was whack, because now I'm driving off the lot in a used subcompact. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. Saw their ads on my TV. Thought about going, but was too lazy. Now instead of looking fly and rolling fat, my legs are sticking to the vinyl and my posse's getting laughed at. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. Offer applies. Ah, all those bad feelings are coming back. And I think Emily even said... That guy's face does not help. I think Emily even said that some of the later ones didn't hold up for her as yeah. well. But um, the guitar player is kind of a babe. Really, I wasn't. No- I was just noticing this the weird kind of smug face of the. All right, let's play one more. Okay, yeah. They say a man should always dress for the job he wants. So why am I dressed up like a pirate in this restaurant? It's all because some hacker stole my identity. Now I'm in here every evening serving chowder and iced tea. Should have gone to FreeCreditReport.com. I could have seen this coming at me like an atom bomb. They monitor your credit and send you email alerts. So you don't end up selling fish to tourists in t-shirts. That was um, that one was uh, a little better. I feel like yeah, and I will say this: love you know, even if you don't, even if you have some problems with the uh, the the songs, or if you don't particularly like the the actors who are doing the songs, that was a successful campaign. It was great at getting the name of the product and the the usage of the product into your con- into your subconscious um, or I guess consciousness, and then you know I think I'm sure it drove. 
fantastic usage numbers for them. Hmm. Hmm. Um, okay, one more, and then I think we can wrap this up. Um, this is from listener Michael, and he says, um, and we've talked about these before, the Liberty Mutual ads, where somebody kind of like, it's a... Uh, oh, two people standing in front Brad. of... I cannot hear the name Brad. I know, we have a friend named Brad, and every yes. I feel bad. Like, I, every time he comes up in conversation, I just want to say, <laughs> you love Brad. I think about how sad that is for Brad's of the world. I'm sure they're yeah, hearing it all the time. How do you think it, how do you think it makes the ex-girlfriends and boyfriends of Brad's feel? Bad. You loved Brad. I did love Brad. It didn't work out. <laughs> Uh, this is from, but this is from Michael, uh, and he says, "Have you seen the latest Liberty Mutual ad? I think it's new. I hadn't seen it before. It's the one with the hipster bicycle dude who tries to make you feel guilty because you haven't read the fine print of your policy. When is guilt tripping an effective advertising strategy?" And I thought that is an interesting question. Hmm. Maybe we'll do a show. That's a good idea. About guilt tripping. I like that. And he said parenthetically, "I couldn't find it online." And really? I thought, well, I know how to find advertisements. Yeah, so I you found it too? on iSpot. But guess what? It's been taken down at the request of the advertiser, and it's nowhere online. They've taken it off of their YouTube channel. Really? Um, and again, like maybe somewhere, someone like I don't know why you would have, but maybe somewhere, someone videotaped it or or mm-hmm. posted it illegally. But they've clearly made an effort to take this particular one, and they left all the other ones in this wow, campaign. Wow, that's up. weird. They've taken this particular one down. It's called Dump Truck. I don't know uh, what that's in reference to, but that's the name of the ad. I think that Michael is not the only person who found it off-putting. And as a strategy, they found that that one particularly didn't work. Huh. That is that is weird because I'm looking at it here, but if I click on this, it's just going to tell me it doesn't exist. Right. Huh? Yeah. So we're sorry. This commercial has been removed at the request of the advertiser. Well, uh, boy, this this whole show. I know that if there was a theme of the show, it should have been used as misdirected, but it really was Andrew and Genevieve Google things unsuccessfully yeah. for forty five minutes. <laughs> that, that's not going to fit in the subject line. Okay, let's just go with use as misdirected then. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can really sell anything. That's, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to reach us at Facebook, we are After These Messages Show on Facebook. We are our, we are at email at After These Messages Show at Gmail. Our voicemail, as always, is 607-444-5597. And we got a humdinger of voicemail today, so keep them coming. That was really great. Thank you. Can I repeat the number? 607-444-5597. We don't know what it spells. (laughs) All right. I think that's all we got, right? That's it. All right. That was fun, Vives. Thanks. And uh, the rest of you guys, we will talk to you next Tuesday. Cool Man Ice Cream scooping in. You can sell anything. Anything.